All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. All right, gang, let's jump into this shit. I'm just going to call this a low-energy episode. Uncle Bob is going to push it to get through today, but uh, let's have some fun, or at least try to. Gang, the first one up is going to be sitting on some bullshit. This, this is going to be the, the, the embodiment of when my grandmother always told us, when you lay down with dogs, your monkey ass gets up with fleas. The Patriot Awards. You guys ever hear that bullshit? Yeah, me neither until just a couple days ago. And if you don't know what it is, again, first and foremost, congratulations. You're going to live a lot longer than I am. But the Patriot Awards are hosted by Fox News. Now, you are already aware, sitting right there, that this is just going to be a pile of fucking intellectual manure. Terrible. I think I got some of the, like, the host. Oh, here we go. All right. Special guest. Now, gang, if this is your list of special guests, your special guest list sucks ass. So here's a couple of the idiots on this special list. Uh, think of a popper here. Don Bongino, Tucker Carlson, Steve Ducey, Ainsley Earhart, uh, Nancy Grace, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram. Holy shit, gang. Brian fucking kill me. Oh, Judge Janine Pirro, the lady who's no matter what the fucking topic it's already an 11, right? She has never not yelled a day in her fucking life. Again, can you imagine being her husband saying, hey, baby, uh, you slept a little bit late. Looks like you could use the rest. So I had and whipped up some uh, breakfast there, you know, a little uh, uh, some waffles and maybe a little bit of that bacon. Bacon? Why does it have to be bacon? This woman has never had a calm moment in her life. And sadly, she uses that damn anger for all the wrong fucking reasons. Uh, and Clay Travis. I talked to Mike Rowe. Just, Mike Rowe, just in case you guys are not aware, he's like a classically trained actor. This whole thing that he's just your average everyday guy who's worked, you know, all these odd jobs. No, it's an act. This dude's like Juilliard. This whole Mike Rowe, you know, I'm, I'm the middle age or the, the middle class dude just trying to make a living. It's an act. It's a fucking act. And Clay Travis, I told you about that idiot. He is to uh, sports what Rush Limbaugh was to the news. He just sat there and he just kicked inflammatory shit. And he was one of these assholes who, again, because this is where we are in this country now. Everything is Republican versus Democrat. When Simone Biles said she was tapping out because she needed a break. Mentally, she wasn't all together with it. Right. All the fucking hardcore shock jocks and Republicans sat there and bashed her because she needed some time for her mental health, and Clay Travis's monkey has piped up, right? And again, funny how this always seems to work. It's the one asshole with no athletic ability. You know why he said he was qualified to, to weigh in on the greatest gymnast ever? Because his monkey has uh, taught T-ball to like third graders. So as a result, if you think I'm bullshit, look it up. I bash the shit out of him on one of my shows. Your ability to coach third graders T-ball does not make you fucking Bella look good. What's that fucking dude's name? The Y'all know the fuck it is I'm talking about. The, the gymnast coach dude from the 80s when I was a fucking kid. 
You volunteer. You know what you're going to get at the end? You're going to get a Yeti cooler with Coach Clay written on the side of it, and you're going to fucking cry. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you're not fucking qualified to, to take fucking the, the greatest athlete we've ever had and rake her over the coals. Your monkey ass isn't qualified, Clay. Give me a break. But again, they sit around, and, and I think I actually still have it. Some of the awards given out, gang, were actually kind of legit, right? Uh, most Valuable Patriot Award. Uh, I, Tamara Stock, the, the Olympian. I think a lot of us found out that day that when you win gold medals, you get like $30,000 cash. She's taking that, and she's going to start her, you know, her dream job, her and her mom's, and start a food truck. I've got nothing bad to say about this lady, but the fact that she has to share a screen with fucking Laura Ingrams, that fucks the whole optics up, Jack. Give me a break. Uh, Modern uh, Warrior Award, uh, Army Sergeant First Class, John Goody. Again, I I got nothing bad to say about it. Service to Veterans Award, Back the Blue, Courage Award, all these things, gang, on the surface, sound magnificent who's not going to want to support these causes but again laying down with fox news that right there is your key that tells you everything you need to know about these damn patriot awards again i'm sitting it totally unrehearsed i got a navy vet over here to my right seriously do you not remember the times and we've done this one before when no one gave a damn about this uh, special feelings that go along with a song. Yeah, I mean, how, how many people just stopped everything they did when the, the colors were being presented? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, th- this is all fake. This is all fucking fake. And the problem with the word patriot, again, there's a Navy vet not three feet from me. My father, people who honorably served, they would not be called a patriot by today's standards. They just wouldn't. Again, because a patriot today, especially when you tie yourself into like Fox News and this hardcore Republican mindset, a patriot is someone who has no criticisms of this country at all whatsoever. And I'm going to tell you, that's not a fucking patriot, Jack. That is an asshole. A patriot is someone who cares enough about their country to critique it, to be able to say, yeah, absolutely. Racism is a thing. And if we want to get up and over, if we want to get better, we have to address it. No, but what the fuck do they say? Right? Oh, we're doing is teaching kids to hate black people. Shut the fuck up. That's exactly what we're not teaching them. And again, we are having, right? We're having two totally different conversations. We're sitting here like with our native family saying, I think at minimum, we need to recognize that America was not discovered. You cannot discover someone's house when they've been paying that mortgage note for the last 20 years. The natives started this joint, Jack. And despite all the revisionist history lessons, I'm right. I'm 1,000% right. And so being able to say, you know what? No, Christopher Columbus wasn't this noble knight looking to improve everyone's life. No, he was an asshole who thought it necessary to rape animals. And people, and, and I mean, give me, give me a break, but we can't sit here and have the actual conversation because some of y'all, again, who's a snowflake now? But it's not patriotic to sit here and say, you know what? America has some shortcomings. Maybe we should work on it. 
You got fucks like Ben Shapiro. Who again, funny. No, it's not. When we talk about anti-Semitism, which again, I'm 100% on Ben's side. Uncle Bobby is very pro-anti-Semitism. Find me the anti-Semite and I'll march right alongside Ben. I mean, I may have to shorten my steps. His monkey ass is so goddamn short, but I'm all for it. But that is the only discrimination that Ben seems to see. Right when he sit here and says, "Oh, well, just, America's horrible because we're just so systemically racist." Remember, if that's the case, why is Oprah Winfrey worth a million dollars? Shut the fuck up, Ben. Again, you you if you sit here and you say that systemic racism is an issue in this country, apparently that's not patriotic. But again, when you are sitting there with Fox, everything about this country is fantastic because it's white. But it. it we have a fucked up ass definition, gang, of what is and is not a patriot. And it is brilliant to coach the uh, couch these awards with things that we all agree upon. Here, let me let me pull up that list again. Again, their courage award. Oh, wait, we, we have we have a voice in the back of the class. The voice is going to have to come closer and speak up because this mic isn't as great. All right. Speak up from there. I'd like to nominate Colin Kaepernick for a patriot award. And that's the fucked up portion, gang. Again, we got Courage Awards, Heroism Awards, Young Patriot Awards. The problem is Colin Kaepernick bucked the system. Colin Kaepernick had the audacity to point something out that is, one, accurate and true, and two, shows a wart on what people think is the perfect skin that we call America. That's not the fucking case, Jack. Again, it, it, it's easy to embrace Martin Luther King now, but everyone who's sitting here and jerking him off, right? You would have been the main ones calling him a nigger. You would have been the main ones saying, why can't you just be happy? That is exactly what brother Colin Kaepernick is doing. And by actual definitions, he should be called a patriot, but he's not. And half this country, you know, send him back, send him back, you know, reaching back into the fucking 60s. Hey, Nixon called him once his saying back, right? Love it or leave it. Colin Kaepernick, Martin Luther King, again, all the people that you guys are jerking off and giving shoulder rubs now to, you're doing it because it's easy. They're the actual fucking patriots. And if they were alive today, again, y'all would hate Rosa Parks, you would. Y'all would hate Martin Luther King, you would. Again, a patriot is someone who has the audacity to stand up and say, this country needs to get better. Here's a problem. I suggest that we fucking solve it. But no, that's not how you assholes see the world, is it? Again, by today's standards, my father, who volunteered to go to war, would not be called a patriot. But again, to close this one out, because it's going to get repetitive, I'm going to get nothing but pissed off and angry. But again, when Fox News is hosting some bullshit, when Tucker Carlson is considered a fucking patriot and my grandfather is not, your awards are sitting on some bullshit. But again, they've got this fucked up ass redefinition of the word that again, a patriot is someone who has absolutely, positively no complaints about this country at all whatsoever. 
And it's probably because they're the ones who are sitting on top. I'm getting paid like a motherfucker. Why would I want to change shit? But when someone else is like, yo, again, it, 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 again to close this portion out, I was listening to Fuckface Tiny Hands, Fuckface Ben Shapiro. And again, I love it how a well-to-do, financially opulent white dude gets to tell everyone else that there is no racism. Again, he, he's one of these who pulls out the bullshit like, we had a black president, therefore racism is done. And again, no matter how many books I read, I can go get a medical license. I, my speciality can be gynecology. I have never once experienced what's it like to be pregnant, to have a menstrual cycle, any of that crap. So when one of my sisters tells me how uncomfortable it is, the least I can do and still remain respectful is to say, I believe you. But you got some asshole like fucking Ben Shapiro telling everyone else who doesn't look like him to suck it up. Yet he doesn't have the exact same fucking experience. That's what this is, gang. That's what these fucking Patriot Awards are. Again, those who have the audacity to speak up and say, I think we can do better. Apparently, we aren't the Patriots. But all these assholes over at Fox. And again, most valuable. It sounds fucking fantastic. But if this exact same person gets up and says one wrong thing about America, watch Fox News turn right around and say how much of a patriot she isn't. Yeah, go fuck yourself. All right, gang, we're going to move on to something a little bit juicier. Hopefully Uncle Bobby can have some more fun with this one because this show sucks. But I'm going to fucking do it in its first takes only. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Jan and Truth, let's go. YouTube, you're seeing all kinds of non-enthusiasm on my face. Podcasters, you can't see it. But YouTube, got, look at my eyes. And I'm actually sleeping. Two nights in a row, I have slept and I've made it past sunrise. It's been decades since I've gotten out of bed and before the fucking sun and I still look tired as shit. We're going to punch through this one, gang. First, the next one up, straight up. Attitude reflects leadership. That is true whether you're on a football team, a basketball team, in the Army, the Navy. It does not matter. Attitude reflects fucking leadership. I've said it before. You show me a tough, gritty football team, and it's probably because they have a tough and gritty head coach. Attitude fucking reflects leadership. Right? My dad will tell you to this day, the officer that made the biggest impact on his, in his military career was racist as shit. My dad's first day meeting him, straight up told him, I don't like niggers. I don't. But as long as you are here and you wear the uniform, you will be treated with the appropriate amount of respect. Right? And he, and he pushed my dad. He's like, I am the officer that I am today because of that dude. What was personal was personal. All that was left was getting the job done. And that's why my dad to this day will salute that dude. Attitude fucking reflects leadership. That dude, as a racist asshole as he was, fuck him. But he was able to put his personal issues to the fucking side to achieve a common goal. Again, attitude fucking reflects leadership. Now, gang, I've been saying this since Trump got into the White House. I know people personally who will punish their kids swiftly. Because in their house, you cannot say the word fat under any fucking context. None. 
That is a spanking. That is a loss of privileges for simply uttering one single syllable word, fat. We had four years of a president who acted like a petulant fucking child. Words that if your fifth grader said the exact same thing, if you were any kind of parent, you slap the taste out of their mouth. Sleepy Joe calling, uh, I mean, how many women horse face and dog face when talking about one of his rape accusations. Again, if you got any kind of clash, you simply say, no, I didn't rape her. But you know what he said? She's not my type. Like sexual attraction had anything to fucking do with the conversation. Sat there and turned around and called Ted Cruz's wife ugly in front of his fucking face, Jack. What did Ted Cruz do? First step, Donald, you're a coward. You say one wrong thing about my wife and you're done. What did his monkey ass do 14 days later, right? He's sitting there juggling the nuts, fucking slapping Donald Trump's face across his cheeks like this is a fucking porno flick. And we sat, and that is normal now. That is fucking normal. Attitude reflects fucking leadership. And we fucked around and we let this asshole go roughshod over the very fabric of, you know, moral America. And it sunk us to where it is we are right now. Well, let me get my fucking thing back up. There we go. I have a timer now, gang. I told you, this thing is fucking phenomenal. And I just built hashtag unprofessional. Let's get back with this boring ass show. But again, Uncle Bobby's going to push through no fucking matter what. But again, we had four years. I mean, not just some asshole showing the worst behavior ever, but 70 plus million people defending it. Again, I teach women self-defense. And if someone's kid turned around and said, well, you know, because I'm the all-district quarterback, you know, all the girls will let me grab them by the pussy. You know what I would teach the 17 and 18-year-olds in my life? As I'm teaching, I'd say kick his ass. Right? Again, there's no fuck excuse for talk like that. Again, half of you guys, you fucking hate college athletes, right? We're spoiled and entitled, right? But when someone, you know, like a president talks how you guys think we talk, you guys make excuses for it. I can't tell you the number of people who rush into my fucking face saying, well, you talk like that. It's like, first and foremost, no, I didn't. No, I did not. And two, even if I did, so fucking what? At what point in this country did foul mouth football player become the standard of morality for the president of the United States? I'll tell you when, fucking never. But that's where we are, is that we will defend the person no matter what. Attitude fucking reflects leadership. That is why, and again, Fox News, I just said the word Fox. I need some fucking alcohol. Get that taste out of my mouth. Now, if you're around my age, think about the titans of media. Barbara Walters. Walter fucking, I can't ever say his name, Concrete. Concrete? Cronkite. Tom Brokaw. Think about all the people who, if you're Gen X or older, you didn't have to like them. But they would never stoop to the level where they're fucking calling presidents out of their name, straight up insulting them. Just imagine Barbara Walters talking about Jimmy Carter and saying Sleepy Jimmy 
right? Lazy Jimmy. Barbara Walters would have had her monkey ass kicked off of whatever channel. I mean, give me a break. But that is our fucking normal now. Again, Republicans didn't always agree with Democrats and vice versa. But they found a way to at least talk to versus talking at to find some sort of a common goal. But now you got assholes like the fucking Cro-Magnon man, Marjorie Taylor fuckface green, who actually believes that the real victims in this country are white men. Again, please tell me all about it. Oh no, where are you going? Mr. Charlie, your back fell off. Please shut the fuck up. The real victims are the white dudes, right? And that's all another fucking show. But again, y'all remember that fucking video she posted? That, that fucking phone was three inches from her fucking face, right? And she posted it. Scowled up, look on her fucked up ass face. It's like, Joe Biden, you're not a president. You're a piece of shit. Okay, let me tell you the first thing I thought, gang. First, I thought, bitch, you need some concealer. That was not a good look for you. Two, you don't have real friends. Because if anyone sat there and they actually saw what you're getting ready to post, it's like, girl, I don't even think, no. There are minimum 17 different fucking filters that this piece of shit needs to go through before we even consider hitting this send button. But again, where do you go from there? I told y'all, in a lot of instances, hold on, buddy wants to come up. Come on, Q-tip shit. There we go. Y'all say, YouTube, say hello to the, the Q-tip. Boop, I'm going to dub it. Where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah. Again, where, where do you go from there? If you are a Democrat, how do you sit down and have an actual conversation about policy with someone like fucking Marjorie Taylor fuckface green? She actually thinks that there are sex crimes going on in the back of fucking pizza parlors. All taken in by fucking Democrats. And I told you, I'm an independent. I will bash anybody and everybody. Do I think Bill Clinton is just as guilty as Donald Trump? Uh, yeah. You, don't, you do not go. You do not go. You do not go to Jeffrey Epstein's fucking uh, uh, island just to see the architecture on the fucking building. You're going there to rape fucking kids. So I'll throw anyone under the bus. Right? They're like, oh, well, what about Prince? I don't even know who the fuck that is. Did you go jerk off a little girl's face? You did? Then you're a fucking rapist. I don't care. But attitude reflects leadership. We had a piece of shit president who sat here and made that kind of language okay. And here's Marjorie. Again, if you're a Democrat, how do you come across the aisle and shake her hand and say, you know what? Let's work together. Again, the, the, the uneducated fucking felon. Again, Lauren Fuckface Bobert. I told you guys. YouTube, you guys can finally see what I look like. And I am sorry that you have to look at this fucking face. But I'm not standing up. But you can tell. I'm not a small dude, am I? I am, as my best friend says, I, you are every insecure white guy's worst nightmare. An uneducated, muscular black dude with an education and an opinion. Right? I, I, I look like trouble. Now imagine if I had not graduated high school. Imagine if I 
got my GED while serving fucking time. Imagine if I got into a relationship with someone who was credibly accused and found guilty of whipping their private parts out and taking a piss next to school kids. With that resume, I would not be qualified to shovel shit at a fucking toilets after a rock concert. But when you're a short, good-looking white woman, apparently you're elected to the house. And gang, this idiot has been, oh, I got a belch brewing. I just belch. Hashtag unprofessional. All right, gang, Uncle Bobby's starting to come to life a little bit. I tell you, it's been a rough weekend. Not a lot of fun. But Uncle Bobby's going to push through it because it reads work. Moving on topic. Where the fuck was I? Where the fuck was I? Where the fuck? Oh, fucking Lauren Boebert. Again, if I had that resume, I would not be voted as a government fucking official. But again, a cute little white woman who, who, who preaches what every Republican wants to hear, guns, gods, and gays, has that got her a seat? She's an elected official. Colorado, you are paying her fucking salary, Jack. This isn't you going with an application at fucking Baskin Robbins. Again, the reason why this idiot made the hit list today more specifically, she sat there and it was like a bad comedy skit. And she's sitting there and she calls Ilian Omar repeatedly part of the jihad squad. I get, where does this conversation go? What, how, how can we sit down and talk about anything? Even the fucking weather has now become a controversial topic. Where does this conversation... All right, so what you guys can't see is the emotional support system over there. Now, if you're... Okay, if you're like my generation, you would say mix or something fucked up like that. But if you look at... Olive skin, when you look at what we would call good hair, when you talk about eyes that are not your stereotypical brown, and you want to know, like, yo, there's clearly more than one ethnicity running in those veins, you know, so tell me, mulatto, you it, right? What, what, what's going on in there? You mutt, right? You, you mixed bag, you half breed? Oreo. Oreo. Where's that conversation going with you? Fucking nowhere. If you're going to sit here and talk to someone who you believe is a biracial re- uh, descent and you sit there and you call her a mutt, like 3030 said, the only things that go by bloodlines are horses and fucking dogs. Right? And so if you sit here and you say, okay, you yellow skinned it motherfucker, again, where's that, where's that conversation going? Nowhere. Fucking nowhere. And now you got fuck face Lauren Boebert sitting here talking crazy shit. This is not the first time she's pulled this bullshit talking about Ilian Omar like she's some stereotypical Muslim fucking terrorist. You know what, gang? We're going to jump into this because th- this is going to be a good one. Ilian Omar. But gang, thanks to the world's greatest DJ, I'm looking at the clock and I'm pressing up on the 29-minute mark. You know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm about to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. Then I'll be back for part two of Jen and Truth. Let's go. And Truth. Let's go. Jen and 
Fest going. Got Michigan, Ohio State on in the background. But before before we go back in to Attitude Reflects Leadership Gang, I've been seeing snippets on Twitter, and it's one of those stories where I honestly don't give two shits about. But are you guys aware that Kamala Harris spent almost $400 on pots to cook in? Pots. To cook it, to make food in. Not pot. Not not what Uncle Bobby likes to turn his brain down. She, she, she's not sex trafficking. She's not a Catholic. She, she bought $400 worth of pots to cook in. Yeah. And now, of course, Fox has got to blow that shit up. And I'm going to tell you something, gang. This, this goes back to what it is I've been saying since fucking forever. There is nothing that a Democrat can do that Fox and everyone else won't just readily take a shit on. Again, you don't, you don't have to admit that you, you've been converted. But again, I told you, if Joe Biden saw a child drowning, jumped into that body of water, got to the child, got the child out on the bank, performed CPR, put that child on his back, ran to the nearest hospital, put his personal credit card down and said, this kid's hospital bill, all on me. What will Fox News say about that shit game? Right? They're going to sit here and they're going to get a swimming expert to, to, to go over Joe, sleepy Joe Biden's dementia-laden woke stroke. Right, they're gonna say, "Oh, what you guys don't know is uh, secretly we, we've been holding this one close to the chest." What you guys don't know is that Donald Trump—he's actually Aquaman. That's a true life story based on fucking Donald Trump. So he wouldn't even have to get his feet wet. What he would have done is he would have talked to the water, and the water would have talked to the fish, right? And the fish would have brought him out, and the kid would have been on the, the side of the sea. So what would have happened is then Donald Trump would have talked to the water with his magic powers, and an electric eel would have come out. Would have shocked the kid. Bam. Would have got him out of AFib. He would have saved the day. That's exactly what the fuck Fox News would have said about that shit. If Joe Biden would have saved a drowning kid. Give me a fucking break. The first lady. I'm sorry. I keep saying the first lady. The, the vice president of the United States apparently can afford $400 worth of cookware. But she's black. And Asian and a Democrat. So as a result, we have to rake that over the fucking coals. And again, if we're just gonna sit here and talk about irrelevant shit, you can sit here and tell me about all the good things, podcasters. Yes, Uncle Bobby's doing the air quotes, all the good things that Donald Trump would have done. But if you're gonna sit here and you're gonna beef that Kamala Harris spent three hundred, four hundred dollars on cookware. You also need to be aware that your president spent $130 to tell a porn star to shut her mouth and don't tell anyone about my mushroom head-sized dick. 
130 grand. I mean, go fuck yourselves. Again, this is not news. This is not news. Again, the, the, the president who sat here and said that he'll never have time to golf, golfed literally more than any president has ever golfed in his four-year fucking tenure. Uh, he just sat here and lied to your fucking faces. Then you guys sat there and lapped it up and made excuses for him. Right? Oh, oh, oh the president should be well-rested. Shut the fuck up. We spent, again, fiscal conservatives. We spent more on security detail planning details, and oh yeah, by the way, I know you guys don't want to admit it, but he made money off of that shit. How many of those times were booked at Mar-a-Lago? So again, Kamala Harris buying $400 worth of cookware is officially not a news story. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Again, you want to sit here and you want to bash Kamala Harris? She'll give you a laundry list of reasons to make you critique her performance. But her buying cookware isn't fucking one of them. Fuck faces. I just belch. Hashtag unprofessional. I think Uncle Bobby's going to jump back in to the whole fucking attitude reflects leadership bullshit. But first, Uncle Bobby needs some alcohol. And on top of that, gang, whatever the fuck Delta 8 is, I'm telling you, there's some fucking long-lasting effects. For a guy who doesn't sleep, I slept... But I'm groggy as shit. And I've had some fucking coffee. Delta, I love you. Hashtag, let's get a sponsorship going. <laughs> but goddamn, there's some lingering effects. Again, the uneducated fucking felon. This set of fucking slap nuts, Lauren fucking Bobert, sat there and did this bullshit ass horrible comedy routine about, well, she was on an elevator and Ileana Omar was sitting there next to her. Oh, but she wasn't wearing a backpack, so I was okay. Okay, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Again, 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 Christians, I love it how you're the fucking religion that's constantly under attack. No, you're not. No, you are not. To sit there and continue to make these tired-ass jokes. I'm going to tell you something. More lives have been lost in this country Due to Christianity, not Islam, not fucking Islam. So again, give me a fucking break. This whole bullshit that, you know, Ilian Omar, you know, is a terrorist. Oh, she's not wearing a backpack. These are tired ass jokes. This bullshit that she married her brother because she's sitting here making this fucking impassioned speech, right? Bobert. And she's talking about Ilian Omar's husband. Oh, no. Not that one, not the brother husband, the other one. Okay, you know, go fuck yourself, Lauren. Because again, I think there's something in your fucking Bible about living in a glass house and casting stones. Okay, this is a Google search. She didn't marry her fucking brother, right? And again, and, and, and because the story is she married her brother. Now, if it's true, it's not. It's because it was for immigration status. You know, like that fucking chain migration shit that you Republicans love to hate. But guess whose fucking family got in under chain migration? Let me give you a hint. It rhymes with Melania fucking Trump. But again, this is a Google search. But you fucks won't do it, will you? You want to know why? You want to hang on to your fucking script. Ilian Omar did not marry her fucking brother. But again, you know who did marry someone who's fucked up? Fucking Lauren Bober. Her husband is a fucking sex offender, Jack. 
apparently had a thing about whipping out grown-ass man meat in front of little girls. But your monkey ass is going to sit here and talk about someone else. But again, it is because attitude reflects leadership. Donald Trump has made bigotry, xenophobia, racism, misogyny. He has made that as okay as okay gets. Again, if you think I'm bullshitting, again, go ahead and buck the system and do the exact opposite of what I'm telling you. At minimum, we will call you the worst parent to ever walk the fucking planet, Jack. Again, hold on, we got... All right, so, so for the update game, we're watching Michigan and Ohio State. For the first time ever, Uncle Bobby is pulling from Ohio State. I'm going to tell you, this game is making Uncle Bobby's asterisks clinch up. It's rivalry weekend. Once upon a time, we used to play by we. I mean, the Longhorns got to. I just belch. Hashtag unprofessional. Once upon a time, this was Texas versus Texas A&M. But things have changed now, gang. I don't recognize college football. Who the going to dub it? To close out this fucking bullshit about how attitude reflects leadership. Again, I know you guys are on my side. Because, again, if your son or your daughter said half the venomous shit that Donald Trump did, you slap the taste out of your mouth, their mouth. And if you did it, we would call you the worst parent ever. When your kid brags about cheating on their finances, brags about sexual assault, bragging that he's such a badass that he can commit murder in the middle of the street. And you know what? I'm still going to get voted homecoming queen. You would slap this shit out of your son's mouth, your daughter's mouth. And if you didn't, you would be the shittiest parent in existence. But again, because Donald Trump normalized, again, this was a president when who was given the opportunity to not just separate himself from white supremacist group, but to bash them. Because again, how easy is that? When he had his stone cold, knock one out of the park opportunity to bash White supremacist, what did he say? Find people on both sides. And then, of course, he cleaned up his bullshit. Then you assholes, you sat there, you made excuses for him. Same thing here. The reason why you have fucks like Lauren Boebert making anti-Muslim jokes is because we had a president that made this shit okay. Again, have you had enough yet? Why is this asshole representing a state? This is someone who you should ask the oh-so-tough question, how much is it for me to supersize this? This is not fucking normal, gang. Hold on, let's, let's make some shit happen here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is my shit still recording? Okay. All right, gang, you know, we're going to switch some motherfucking gears. And you know how we're going to do it on this show? Hold the fuck on. Yeah, you do. Stop asking stupid questions. You know what time it is. Mm, yeah, that was fucking delicious. Jen and Truth, let's go. Okay, so gang, let me tell you guys something. The last topic of today is going to hit a little bit home and just a little bit personal. And it's about being an athlete. Now, Right now, have you just turned this podcast off? But again, dig your heels in and listen, because this isn't necessarily about sports. Now, again, athletes are who we are publicly because of you guys. How many people sit here and they bitch and complain about how spoiled and entitled we athletes are, then turn right around and you guys dip into your kids' college uh, 
education fund to avoid to avoid to afford season tickets. We are in the limelight because the American public has put us there. Period. Right? Again, if you guys want to solve this fucking problem, I already told you how to do it. Your kid's fifth grade teacher should be making $25 million a year, and your starting quarterback should be working for $25K looking for part-time work to afford their bills. But you don't do it. You, you don't. Again, the, the quarterback, your favorite quarterback, you can tell me where that fucker went to school. What what his uh, RPO ratio is on third and 14. You can, you can look up his exact fucking salary. Yeah, you can. Your kid's third grade English teacher, where they go to school. You got no fucking clue. Do you? What's their spouse's name? What are their hobbies? You don't know. You don't know. Name your kids top five best friends right now. You can't do it. But the NFL quarterback, there is nothing about that fucker that you don't know. So we are who we are. Not necessarily because that's what we asked for. It's because of you. Now, that being said, what what I'm getting ready to tell you guys, it's not a victim's battle cry. It's just not. I put this in the same vein as the people who want to sit here and make these fucked up ass arguments on why can't I call black people niggers, Robert? I said, I never said you couldn't. Well, yeah, Robert, but if I do, someone may punch me. Is that a question or just a brilliant observation? You're right. I can't stop you from doing what you're going to do. I also can't stop those five seconds after. So, I mean, that, that's on you. Again, the reason why this topic's on the hit list today, and let Uncle Bobby just clue you in. LeBron James was doing his job, which is to dribble a basketball and shoot it. He makes tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars off of his athleticism. You can sit there and tell me how stupid it is all you want that he gets paid millions of dollars to dribble a ball, but it's because of you. His The viewership. Again, your kid's science fair, you're dreading it. You don't want to go. Your, your, your fucking kid is going to go do a band recital all on the John Williams, you know, anthology, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all that shit. And it's going to be fucked up. You're supposed to be hitting the uh, the B note. Their monkey ass is hitting something else, right? And you want to sit here and listen to them play Star Wars. Shut the fuck up. Your kid sucks. And you're dreading it. You know how many people are going to be there? 15 fucking people. There's going to be 1,500 people just with the first, first, middle, and last name to watch your favorite quarterback. This isn't because of us. It's because the society has put athletes in this position. Again, don't blame us. We get paid the going rate for for what our athleticism shows. That's it. The person who makes $35 million a year, it's because we pay him $35 million a year. But again, this goes back to LeBron James. LeBron James was doing exactly what Fuckface Laura Ingram said he should do, and that is to shut up and dribble. And he was. He was shutting up, and he was dribbling quite well. And then some asshole, because they could afford courtside seats, was threatening LeBron's life. Right? I hope you get into a car accident and die, Bron Bron. 
Dang, let me tell you guys something. I don't care what you do for a living. Everyone deserves to go to work without having their life threatened. And people are calling them soft. They're calling them a snitch. You can go fuck yourself. Because again, this is where we are in this country. Because LeBron James has had the audacity to speak out against a corrupt president and Donald Trump. Now it's super easy for people on the right to rag him. Let me tell you something. I don't care if you're a janitor. I don't care if you're a lawyer. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur. I don't care. And I'll say this about Trump as well. My voice just cracked. Hashtag I just hit puberty. At middle age with my monkey ass. Trump sucked as a fucking president. He absolutely did. But no, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump having to look at emails or video posts saying, I hope you and your family die in a horrific car accident. I've never endorsed that, nor will I ever fucking endorse that. Everyone should be able to go to work without having their life fucking threatened. And again, I told you, it's nigger and stuff like that. I take every threat seriously. I do. And if you sit here and you tell me that you're going to harm my mother, I'm not going to sit here and wait for you to tell me how you're joking around, Jack. You just made the last mistake. You're going to make that fucking day. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Oh, well, Robert, you put your hands on us. Shut the fuck up. You don't think I don't know that? I just don't care. Because the most important person on the fucking planet is my mother. And I'm not going to sit here and wait to see if your monkey ass was joking around that you're, oh, I'm going to rape and I'm going to kill your mom. Well, when your monkey ass, when your neck's turned on backwards and you sit there and you say, I was joking, it's like, I wasn't. Please notice how your monkey ass is in emergency room bay number seven. I'm going to recommend you stop making these fucked up ass jokes. But again, LeBron James went to work, gang, and he did his job. And he should not have to endure bullshit like we're going to, your, your wife's going to die. Your kids are going to die. Again, we athletes, we're just like you. And just because we are stronger, we're bigger, we're faster, just because you have the ability to look up how much your favorite quarterback's net worth is, doesn't mean you own his soul. Now, okay, Uncle Bobby has some fucking examples of what it is I'm talking about. And again, we're not snowflakes. We're, we are, we are way more thicker skin than you are. Because again, everything we do is criticized. You've got a bad day at work. How many of you are going to hear about it? Your loved ones, your boss, your coworkers. And Emily has a bad day at work. He or she is the talk of Twitter, Facebook, ESPN, TMZ. Give me a break. But you got to keep in mind, we are human just like you. And if you push us far enough, we're going to fucking snap. Now, first, I just built hashtag a professional. Gang, the first one up is me, Uncle Bobby. Now, I didn't hear this, but my dad had to tell me, gang, the worst stadium, college-wise, college-wise, college-wise that I've ever played in, the University of Louisville. Gang, I'm pretty sure a teenage Strom fucking Thurman was there at the groundbreaking fucking ceremony. Gang, it was the most fucked up, dilapidated old... And again, I didn't play rinky-dink football. I played football on the highest level. The University of Texas, that's Division One, Arguably one of the most recognized programs. Right? And I go to Louisville... And gang, their locker room was sitting on some bullshit. 
Everything about that place was fucking awful. But you know the real fucked up portion gang? The stadium was so old school that the stadium literally sat on top of the football field. The student section was right behind me. It's the only game I've ever played in where I wore my helmet the entire game. Frozen Coke cans thrown at you. Batteries thrown at you. It was for protection. I'm sitting here. I'm thirsty. I'm sweaty as shit. I won't take my helmet off for just a second. Coaches said, you can't do it. One of you is going to get fucking a cracked skull. The student section was awful. Gang, that game was so bad. That is the only game that I ever played in where our mascot, a $2,500 pound steer, they had to escort the animal off the premises because the fans were going nuts. Now, gang, it's just a part of the game. Heckling is a part of it. There was a dude that literally used to follow around Michael Jordan. This is He was the very definition of he had way more money than he had common sense. So he would literally follow the Bulls around no matter where they went and talk shit to Michael Jordan, right? And dude would do fucking homework, right? It didn't matter if Chicago was playing in Portland. He followed them to fucking Portland. And you would sit here and you would listen to the dude. And he's like, hey, Jordan. Hey, hey, cue ball. You bald motherfucker. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you remember the name Erica Johnson? Oh, you don't remember Erica Johnson? Well, she remembers you, asswipe. Remember in the third grade when you lifted your leg on accident and you ripped a tremendous fucking fart, right? You fucking, you blamed it on her. She never fucking forgave you. I guess chivalry's dead, right? You're such a big dude, but you blame it a fart on a woman. You know what you would see next game? You would see Michael Jordan doubled over laughing his ass off. You want to know why? That story was true, right? He would do that kind of research, but he never went personal. They actually did an interview together. And Jordan's like, look, sometimes is it annoying? Yeah, it it is. I mean, this is my job. And you have some asshole screaming at, but 95% of the time, I'm laughing my ass off. But here's the thing, fuck faces. Again, you sit here and you want to say shit like, your mom sucked my dick last night, and you think you're entitled because you can look up how much I make a year. What if my mother just died of cancer? Please notice the look of funniness on my fucking face. You you, you, you tell me that you ran a gangbang on my sister. What if my sister just got out of the fucking hospital after being raped? Look how amused I am. But back to this fucking game, right? And we're sitting here and we're talking, we're trying to have halftime adjustments and fucking... These guys, I did not hear it. I had to hear this story secondhand from a very good source. But my college number was number 40. And apparently, I was just their guy. Number 40, you suck. Number 40, you missed that tackle. And it went from that to number 40. And again, I, I learned some stuff about my mom that day. Uh, apparently, she likes as many cocks in her ass as humanly possible. Who knew? My mom's double-jointed, and she has no gag reflexes. I had no idea this happened. Now, the word bukkake was used. Uh, I got to look that word up. But apparently, lots of stuff on your face, all that protein is good for the skin. I didn't know that. 
Well, while these boys are sitting here talking crazy shit about me and apparently my mom's sexual appetites, what they didn't know was number 40's parents sitting right behind them. Now, again, my dad's 75. Let's just say he wasn't always 75. I've got my father's body, gang. And one that you cannot do is intimidate an old war veteran. Quick story about my dad. I think I get this one in before halftime. We were sitting there in front of his childhood home. And the town drunk like Ned from fucking Andy Griffiths was walking back and forth, back and forth. And my dad, it just, it rubbed him the wrong way this one time. And he told him, it's going to make this the last time you walk in front of my mother's house. He kept doing it. He said it a second time. He said it a third time. That was it. You know what my dad did? My dad walked out to the car, quite literally popped the trunk and took out his hunting rifle and walked it back into the house. Now, if you call my dad Junior, that's because you know who my dad is. Nobody calls my dad Junior, except for this town drunk. You know what he said? Because he saw my dad pull out my dad, just hit puberty. He told my dad, you don't scare me, Junior. You know what my dad said? I'm not trying to. Okay, that right there. It wasn't what he said, it's how he said it. My dad has that gear. If my dad is screaming at you, you're safe. When my dad talks in a monotone, dude, you fucked up. Now, the town drunk was all buck until he heard that damn tone of voice. I'm not trying to. Guess who didn't walk his monkey ass in front of that house for the rest of the fucking calendar year? Give me a break. And these guys are just sitting there going in on number 40. How they, my mom sucked their dick, jerked them off. My dad said, tapped them on the shoulder. Now, keep in mind, he's got on the number 40 replica jersey. He's got the bucket hat that says, my, my son is number 40. My mom's sitting there wearing the exact same shit. You know what my dad said? You're going to say one more word about my motherfucking wife. That was it, gang. That was it. And these were Louisville Cardinal fans. You know what they said after that? Texas fight. Texas fight. And it's goodbye to A&M. Texas fight. Again, it's all fun and games. Heck, and again, if it was just a matter of number 40, you suck. Number 40, you missed the sack. My mom's who is sitting there. Uncle Bobby needs some alcohol. She would have said to her husband, Big one, can't you make him stop? You know what my dad would have said? <clears throat> it's part of the game. He'll be all right. He's tough talking about me. He'll walk it off. But there's heckling and then there's going personal. Again, you have never seen someone more in love with his wife than my fucking father. And your monkey ass is going to sit here and talk about my mom like she's some fucking crack hooker, right? Again, it's all fun and games until you hit a fucking soft spot. Fans, again, yeah, you paid good money, but it doesn't mean you own our soul. And again, before we go into third quarter, I'm looking at the clock here. Again, I always hear the same thing. Oh, you make $27 million a year. You should, no, fuck face. Because again, someone is always looking up at someone else. The person working for twelve fifty an hour looks up to the person making $150,000 a year. Did they get to tell that person to shut up? 
The 150 year is looking at the person making 100 million a year. Do they get to, you see what I'm saying? So again, how much we make is irrelevant. The fact that you can look up our personal information is fucking irrelevant. No one should go to work having to hear that you're going to rape someone's mom or some bullshit like that. Go fuck yourself. Gang, thanks to the world's greatest DJ, I'm looking at the clock. And I'm looking at present up on the 29-minute mark. Again, you know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm about to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. And I'll be back for part three of Gin and Truth. Let's go. I just turned YouTube on. All right, gang, I'm black. Let's keep this anger fest fucking going. So I just told you a little personal story about, you know, this whole athlete and fan relationship shit, right? So I got a couple of these things written down. Gang, I cannot remember the name of the baseball player, but I remember he played for the, the Texas Rangers. Now, again, it's one of those things where, again, just because you can look up how much we make doesn't mean you own our heart and soul. We're still people, right? And again, it's, and I've heard it a million times over. Like, well, all he said was that his mother sucked his dick. He shouldn't beat him up. But that's what you saw. What you didn't see, that's what he reacted to. What you didn't see are the 5,000 other times someone said that shit. And this person is having to get a little bit pissed off. Again, I don't know about you guys, but my mom's is my number one. I'm South of Mason-Dixon line, Jack. Showing disrespect to someone's mother, you just signed your death warrant. Right? So, again, it's like, well, you make $30 million a year. Who gives a shit? You make thirty grand a year. Tell me how many times I'm allowed to insult your mother based on your net worth. Please go fuck yourself. But there was this dude, a uh, baseball player in Arlington. And this fan went from, hey, you suck, to going in on this dude's personal life. Dude had had enough. And so you know what he did? He took a chair out of the dugout and he threw it at the guy. Now, you can mark this one up under hashtag before he's dead. The dude ducked. You know who that chair did hit? It hit his wife in the face and her face imploded. Right? Literally like knocked teeth out and fucking busted her lip and everything else. This dude turned around and sued the baseball player. Now, the good news is he didn't get a fucking dime out of it. But again, it's kind of like when I was, you know, retweeting all those videos when I first got on Twitter when some white person was like, nigger, you're a fucking nigger, you fucking nigger. Oh, nigger, can you be you fucking? What happens? That fucking nigger decided today's the day I don't want to be a fucking nigger. So your monkey ass gets choke slammed. Then what would everyone to say, right? Oh, well, Robert, you're promoting violence. Let me shut the fuck up. Again, I told you, I'm willing to make a trade. I would love to go this entire day without some racist asshole calling me a nigger. You want to eat solid food tonight. I think we can work out a trade, right? 
mean, give me a break. Same thing here. You don't know that athlete's story, and it really just doesn't fucking matter because no one, and I don't care what you do for a living, no one should go to work caring about their sibling taking five dicks in their ass. Whether you are a janitor or whether you are the star quarterback for the Saints, you should be able to go to work, do your job, and come home. And the fact that this dude had the spine to to sue Someone because he got a little, and again, this is what we do now. We take words out of the vernacular. We mutate their definition, then we throw it back in. Again, offended is one of those words. There's nothing wrong, especially with men, to admit that your feelings are hurt. That's all being offended is, right? It's like, oh, you were offended? Yeah, fuckface. You just sat there and you told me you bit my wife over and you butt-fucked her against her will. You don't think I'm going to be just a little bit upset about that? Same thing here. How much these men make a year is irrelevant. Again, you thought it was just one time. What they're reacting to was actually the 9,000th fucking time. I don't feel sorry for you. Now, the next one up, gang, is actually kind of funny. (laughs) It's a... Uncle Bobby just had some alcohol. I didn't believe it was run or test. Now, again, I don't think you guys understand what it takes to be a professional athlete. It, it's your job to be in peak physical condition, right? But some of you, you get that fucking look in your eye. You got the gleam, right? You, you, you think you got what it takes to do what it is that we have are doing. Guess what? You don't. That's why your monkey ass is in the stands and we're the ones on the field or on the court. It's because I made the cut, but you didn't. Now, the funny part about this one is, gang, again, I don't even remember the circumstances and it doesn't matter. But there are these two guys, right? Again, they had the robust physique of your average everyday lunch lady. There was nothing about them that said physically imposing. But it was after a game... And these guys got on the court, basketball court, and talked crazy shit. Even some threatening shit. Now, in their mind, in that brief second, they they did six months of intensive training. These motherfuckers are on Bach, the Thai warrior, right? They've got a beer gut reality, but in their brief, you know, in their mind, they just fucking worked out to gonna fly now. They're on the Rocky Balboa fucking soundtrack. They think they got six-pack abs, right? And they get that gleam in their eye, and they think that the shit they're talking is just next-level intimidating. Let me tell you guys something. When you're the professional athlete, and you see this dude, right, buck up to you, again, he thinks he's on buck. He does. All we see is that dude who sits there and says, why I ought to, we're not intimidated, right? Again, you think you're this muscular god of war. All we see is some chubby fucker who hasn't seen his dick since 1984, right? Again, and you're bucking up, and in your mind, oh, man, I got the gleam. I made all district in 1987, 
Now, never mind. This is Ron Artest. 6'7", 247 pounds of pure athletic muscularity. On a fat day, he's 3% body fat. But I played all district linebacker out of 3A school. I got this. King, what happened to that asshole? He got his ass put to sleep with one punch, right? But again, you, you had the glean. You, you, you got the mutts. You thought you had what it takes. Again, run our test. You make $20 million a year. What, what are you complaining about? I should be able to talk shit about you no matter the circumstances. Again, fans, I can't stop you. I just highly recommend that you stop this bullshit. We are bigger, faster, and stronger. We are athletes. But keep in mind, we're people. And as, like I said, I'm from the South. Again, talking shit about another man's mother is a direct threat to your health, not mine. And your ability to look up my salary, again, it doesn't mean you're entitled to my soul. Sit your ass in those sands, shut the fuck up, and let me do my job. But getting the last one up, and this is the most egregious example, but where I work, there's lots of movers and shakers, lots of very important high-profile people. Now, as a result, I'm not going to say any names. Uncle Bobby now needs some water. But the person I'm talking about <clears throat> is a former part owner of a major sports franchise here in the United States. Now, there was an incident where if you follow sports, you'll remember this. Otherwise, take my word for it. And yeah, Uncle Bobby's telling you the fucking truth. But go a little something like this, gang. There was a professional athlete whose wife sadly gave birth to a stillborn child. Now, there's no jokes. There's, there's no punchline. The only thing to say about that is that it is fucking sad. That's it. That's all you say. I don't care if this person plays for your opposing team, your, your biggest hated rival. Even enemies can show respect. The only thing to say about a man and a woman who just lost their, their, their child is I am sorry. That's it. That is it. Well, again, this, this stillborn child made headlines. And this person did what a lot of us do in that situation. You play. That's all you know. You take your anger out, your sadness, and whatever sport it is you were playing. It's very common. And so this person, they chose to play. Now, the fans, a couple of them in particular, decided, I'm going to fucking go for it. Now, this person is black, the athlete. And so, what did these assholes say? Let's call the athlete John Doe. Hey, John Doe. <laughs> hey, your baby died. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, fuckface. That is one less dead nigger baby we have to worry about. Gang, how do you think that story ended? His kid just died. Literally just died. This athlete went to the stands grabbed those two fans, and beat the shit out of them, literally within an inch of their fucking life. Uncle Bobby just needs some alcohol now.
Beat their asses raw. Beat their asses badly. Now, my friend, who's a former owner of this sports franchises, was the point man. And he went out there, and when the press asked him, he said exactly what he was supposed to say. Again, John Doe's actions, they're not representative of the blankety-blank from blankety-blank team. Uh, if there is any legal ramifications, we here of this organization, we're going to support it fully. We will cooperate within the letter of the law. We'll do exactly what we're told. Now, John Doe's personal uh, conduct has violated every single standard of our company guidelines. So we will be punishing this person accordingly. Okay, any other questions? Like I just want to sign off by saying we hate niggers. Good night. Now, gang, that's what my friend said to the press. You know what he told his athlete behind closed doors? He said, everything I just said, wipe your ass with it. <clears throat> They're going to write a bad story about you, so I gave them all the fodder they want. Fuck it. We can't control that. What we can control is you. And so the ownership said, you know what? We can't bring your kid back. And keep in mind, this is a seasoned athlete. He's got plenty of money. My friend and the ownership team said, we can't change the outcome. But your child will go into the afterlife with the most bang-up ceremony ever. You and your wife don't even bother looking on the right side of the menu. You give this kid the greatest funeral the world has ever seen. We got that tab. You and your wife, I don't care if you're playing for us next year or not. Five years, five years, therapy on us. You bring us every single last one of those receipts. You lost your child as a member of this team, and we're going to support you no matter what. You and your wife, together, you, you need some uh, grief counseling. I tell you what, I, again, I don't care if you play for us next year. Next five years, it's on us. You lost your child as a member of this family, and we will always take care of you. That's what they did for this athlete who was insulted in the worst possible way. He went up in those stands and he kicked the shit out of those fans for being emotionally abusive. And they got what they deserved. But again, let's wrap this portion up and let's go all the way back to my main man, LeBron James. I don't care what you think about his politics. I don't care. No one should have to go to work worried if this is the day where they're going to hear the most fucked up ass shit thrown in their direction. I don't care what you do for a living, gang. No one should go to work with the threat of violence on their fucking lives. Again, we athletes, we're just like you. Push us long enough, and we're going to fucking snap. And again, just because you know how much money we make a year does not mean you own our soul. Our reactions will still be very human. All right, gang, Uncle Bobby's giving you some motherfucking problems on a day where he didn't want to do his show. But, you know, Uncle Bobby always steps up to the fucking plate. I gave you some fucking problems, so now I'm going to give you some motherfucking solutions. First one up, the Patriot Awards. Shut the fuck up. Again, if you are in bed with Fox News, the likes of Tucker and Laura and all these other assholes, your stance is already sitting on some bullshit. It just is. I need some water.
again, all the things that would have qualified as being a patriot when I was a kid, yeah, not anymore. Again, a patriot today is someone who has zero complaints about the United States at all whatsoever. That doesn't make you a patriot. That makes you a bootlicker. It makes you a Trump supporter. Again, football 101, football 101. When, not if, but when you make a mistake, your coach is going to yell at you. Now, you sit here and you take that hard correction. That's your job as a football player. On the inside, you should be smiling. Because that means your coaches, they still care enough about you to correct your mistakes. Now, when you fuck up and you know that you have fucked up and you hear crickets, that's when you need to start to start being sad. That means we've given up on you. We no longer care if you fuck up. Again, a patriot is someone who loves this country enough to call out the black marks, the skid marks, all the mistakes, because you want this place to be better. Again, if you ever get an award from Tucker Carlson because you were a patriot, you need a one, take that award and wipe your ass with it. Two, and more importantly, you need to do some serious self-reflection and try and figure out why the people had thoughts think that you are a good patriot. Next one up. What is it? Oh, attitude reflects leadership. Shut the fuck up. Again, the the the, the orange skin baboon normalize the behavior that if your sixth grader said the exact same things, you'd beat the shit out of him. And if you didn't, we'd call you a bad parent. Again, you have sitting members of Congress on in the House third grade level insults and these people still have a job we have lowered the bar of civility so low that your nearest cockroach can fucking reach it Jack again this is nothing to be proud of right oh I like Trump because he tells you the way it is shut the fuck up you like it because he tells the way it is when you are a racist a misogynist a transphobe, a homophobe, a xenophobe. Again, attitude reflects leadership. We have an entire station lobbying childlike fucking insults. We have an elective efficient, efficient staff. Did I say that right? Not even high yet. Uncle Bobby just dragging his ass today. We've got elected government officials talking in such a manner that, again, if your seventh grader said it, you'd beat the shit out of them. These fuckers get elected again. Again, America, are you ready to make a fucking change yet? Next one up, and lastly but not leastly, just because you can look up my salary doesn't mean you own my soul. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Again, we athletes... We're just as human as fucking you. I don't want to hear that you fucked my mom, that you raped my siblings, that 10 of y'all jerked off on my mother's back. I don't want to hear that shit. That's got nothing to do with the game that I'm playing. And when I do hear it and I snap, and again, you got the gleam in your eye. You do. You remember when you were tough shit back in 1990. It's not 1990 anymore. And you ain't shit. And all your little insults, they're going to come back and they're going to haunt you. 
And when someone who looks like me beats your ass, you don't get to complain. Again, LeBron James is not a snitch. He's not a snowflake. He's not being overly sensitive. LeBron wanted exactly what you wanted, and that was to go to work, do your job without some drunk asshole wishing death upon you. Again, you guys want to keep your teeth in your mouth? Athletes don't want to be insulted. The question is, are you idiots ready to talk a trade? All right, gang, the big guys held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Gin and truth, let's go. Truth, yeah. Jim and truth, yeah. Jim and truth, yeah. Jim.